That's the intro. Hey guys, welcome to the Lunch Boys Podcast. We all have full-time jobs now, so we uh, don't record as often as we used to. We're trying to figure out our recording schedule. We apologize for the hiatus, but there's all kinds of cool things in the news. Uh, Right now I've got with me, Ryan. Hey, I have a job now. Yay! And we've got Henry. The end is nigh, baby! Oh, yeah, also come true. in, see, come in, V, baby! Cinco de Mayo! <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Woo! I had some tacos earlier today. It's going to be great. Um, But you know what I want to talk about today is, you know who is really having a great Cinco de Mayo? Biden? Tell me. Pfizer Corp, because oh. they just have $4.9 billion in profit from vaccines. Dude, congratulations. Congrats. Congratulations. Well, so killing how many people now? 3,000? Entirely for our health. <laughs> entirely for our health. Sick. Like, it, okay, so for real, for real, though, I, I don't care that a pharmaceutical company is making money from a vaccine. What I do care about <sighs> is the fact that like, I mean, you know, if any in a, in a capitalistic society, if somebody wanted to purchase it and there was demand for Except it, that the, the government society, is telling everyone to take it. Eh, and that's what I was going to say yeah. is the issue I'm having, though, is that now we have like legislation for the and that is like, you know, people are discussing things like vaccine passports. People are saying that now that we're fully vaccinated, we can go out to eat. People are saying things like if you're not fully vaccinated, <laughs> you can't travel. Now you can and I'm eat. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I literally had a customer today uh, with my job say that, oh, I'm va- fully vaccinated and I went to a restaurant for the first time in a year. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I've got, I've got a family walking like super spreader. Like, yeah, we've been going got, to I am murdering like people. Yeah. I mean, you're not, but you know. I, I haven't murdered anyone. Nope. I did actually infect a really good friend of mine with COVID and no, I know it was me. Oh yeah? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. We didn't swap spit or anything like that, but like I had COVID, but I didn't know Maybe I had COVID. It. And then I left the gym that day and I talked to him while I was at the gym. And that's when I, my taste started to leave me. It was after that day. Oh, like, you mean oh. your taste left you like every respiratory uh, virus. And you're, he also goes to all the same grocery stores that you go to. So he probably was exposed to every single available way to get it. And it probably wasn't you. Yes. And it was all BS. Yes. The narrative <laughs> is nonsense. Woohoo. Woohoo. Yeah. Bottom line is. <laughs> He was fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so know, bottom great. line, you didn't get COVID. You didn't feel good for two days. That's about I it. I mean, I might have had COVID, well, but COVID seems to be you don't feel good for a couple days. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. To it's like, actually, he was just like the average case of COVID then. And then if you're fat and have diabetes, COVID will murder you. 80%. Slash, yeah. You live on planet Earth or and there are pathogens everywhere. 24-7. Congratulations. And that's not to make light of the fact that people die from heart disease, people die from COVID, people die from all kinds of stuff. But the bottom oh, line and is abortions. Like this... uh, I think that's like the <laughs> main. Oh, and, and bombs and bombs in the Middle <laughs> East. Bombs in the Middle East. Uh, bombs in the Middle East is a big one. The, yeah, and the depressions. Abortion though is more of like a choice thing as opposed to a bomb that just gets sent uh, to you from some foreign nation. You didn't choose the bomb. You know what I mean? Well, you chose to be born in Yemen. I mean, you did. Did you? So. Did you? No. Yeah, I mean, like, reincarnation or something, right? Also not your you choice. Like, <laughs> that's the whole point of reincarnation. Ryan doesn't right. study his spirituality. Yes! This yes! is true news. I've... Uh, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Ryan's the guy that walks into church and says, in the book of Job, this really sad guy. <laughs> you, wait, wait, that's giving, me a, that's giving me a lot of credit that I'm talking about the Bible at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely talking about the Steve Jobs biography. Like, that's what he's actually talking about. Do you th- I Probably. don't care about Steve Jobs at all, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> but like for real guy. though, how is, how is no one, I mean, how is, cause I've got this other article pulled up and let's see here. It's got all the, the profit, I think. Uh, so we've got, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we've got 4.9 billion for Pfizer. Uh, oh, you know what? I lost the article, but the bottom line is they're making billions of dollars, billions and billions of dollars. And I'm like, at what point, we need to take away the regulations. We need to take out all the time that they're going to be spent up taking up trying to do all the trials and errors. We need to just let it go to the population, and we've got the stimulus. Uh, Look, Trump helped Trump's not- turn the population into guinea pigs. Yay. Moderna just noted in its fourth quarter earnings report, this is from Fox Business, that it expects $18.4 billion in anticipated product sales released to advance purchase agreements for the vaccine. Nice. 
Like, this is a billion-dollar industry, and we just gave these massive companies that have massive sway over the social and political uh, climate, that have lobbyists that are trying to get us to do all kinds of things and get the government to back us on certain things. They are making billions and billions of dollars. Meanwhile, the same people who like will vote for Bernie Sanders or will vote for Elizabeth Warren because they want to make the millionaires and billionaires pay their fair share are enriching the millionaires and billionaires not with only, this vaccine strategy. Not only the millionaires and billionaires, but specifically Big Pharma, which they also go after all the time when they talk about their Medicare for All nonsense. A hundred percent, saying that big pharma is taking advantage of the people who are Which, less to be fair, wealthy. They are people who are more advanced. They yes, are. <laughs> they they are, and it's just like like it. It matters to me a lot. Ryan and I talk about this all the time because he knows it's a pain point for me, and he tries to walk me through gently how and sometimes no not so gently. Cares. And I have no empathy. Sometimes so not so gently. Come to me. Right, but I'm like, guys, consistency matters. Like, if you're against big pharma taking advantage of these people then you can't be team big pharma because you're afraid of a virus that unless you're really, really fat and have other things going on, you are likely, that doesn't mean that there aren't ex- like other cases that have weird things going on and maybe you had a health thing, but the bottom line is you're likely not going to have any issue with it. How come you're all of a sudden team big pharma? How come you're all of a sudden cool with the millionaires and billionaires raking in record profits in a big pharma organization, you know, to say the least? Like, not only that, but you were, you were cool down with, with destroying everyone's livelihood for a year? Right. Yeah, but then also Joe Biden's going to stand up at his like pseudo State of the Union like congressional or uh, joint congressional address and rail against like oh Amazon's seen record profits. It's like yeah, dude, because you closed the market. Like you, you essentially. Right. Who else am I going to buy from? But you, the guy's like, going to ship right to my door you, in two days when I'm locked in my house and afraid of pathogens. Yeah, you me. you p- propagandize <laughs> the population into being afraid of going outside, and then banned any competition to the biggest delivery system to in the fair, history of the world. Like to be fair, Trump started. I don't care who started it, but no, that's like, why. Like that's why I just I wanted to point out that like Biden, yes, he will take credit for it, but it was actually started by the opposing party. Well, to be fair, wait, take credit. He wasn't taking credit for anything. He's saying Biden. He didn't take credit for anything. I think I'm confused as to what you're saying. Well, let me go to bat for you for a second. To be fair, Ryan's saying Biden because Biden just recently talked about it in the State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What Ryan's qualm is is government taking right and taking guess, taking credit I'm spot, for I'm this saying thing. this. I'm saying this to the listener, the to the listener that is against Biden. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, man, look at Biden. But it's like, actually, you know. Yeah, it's, it's everybody. the government. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were. Okay. That wasn't Sorry, against I'm you. That was kind of like the gotcha. giving context gotcha. to the terrible world that we live yeah. in. Yeah, I was like, no, dude, Biden definitely just said that a week ago. But like, okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, that's like did, the did whole you guys thing. Ever, did you guys ever watch any of that, by the way? Oh no! I didn't want to watch the poor man have a stroke on live TV. It's it's just he painful. he got through it, which is about as good. Did as he, he could though, do. or was he it gets animatronics? It every time. I mean, like he got through it as much as he can. Did Walt he Disney fund it? Every it? Time. Did, was uh, Universal Studios um, behind making sure that this production dude, went through? If you thought if you thought Marvel had good CGI, wait until you see <laughs> this guy's eyes not bleed. Uh, <laughs> um, but I. If you were to try to keep track of how much money he was promising to spend, your calculator could not go that high. Like it, after every four seconds, it was like, and we're gonna triple investment <laughs> in green energy, and then I love like that they another call it investment. That's great. Another sixty billion into um, uh, like education investment. And it's like part of an investment is risk, and there's no risk when it comes not to, to government spending. Not to mention expecting spending. a return. There's there, there's a whole concept. Yeah. Of a return on investment, or, or, but like I, I'll, I'll grant that, like some theoretically, government quote investments can see a return of some sort, but like investments necessarily imply like a level of risk in entrepreneurship, at least right. in my head, of which there is absolutely none it, it, for government specifically. Yeah, so like to you call keep- it an investment, to call it if it, you were to just call it, we're gonna spend three trillion on green energy. Or- I would be like. Okay, like at least you're being honest. The future, more money that doesn't yeah. exist right now, which is what's going to happen. Like I think we're on par. Like if what he wants to happen happens, we're going to spend like ten trillion this year. Yeah, and like, words are important too. Uh, when I was working in sales, it was they were very meticulous over the types of words that you would use 
um, particularly when customers would raise eject- objections and things like that, because you want to be able to shape and move that conversation for your ultimate benefit, which is to sell and make a commission and make the company money. So one of the things that we always said was we never said, oh, is the price too much or does it cost too much? Those are words you weren't allowed to say. We would actually say intentionally that what would you like to invest? The reason being was because what we wanted people to see with the product was we wanted people to see that, okay, this isn't something that's going to hurt me or something that's going to take from me, cost, price, things like that. This is something that's going to give back to me. Not something that depreciates over time. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like investing in a house where like, okay, sure, your house might appreciate in value, but the windows will need to be replaced again at some point. Right. The windows are not forever. The house isn't isn't forever for that matter. But uh, your so, life isn't forever. P.S. Right, your life isn't forever. <laughs> so why so invest? So windows with a double <laughs> lifetime warranty and to eighty year olds. Um, you know what I'm saying? And right. literally, I remember sometimes eighty year olds would be like, "I'm so old, it doesn't matter." But the what point I'm making Correct. though is that like words are important. And so if you can say that all this stuff that's actually going to hurt someone or isn't for their benefit, but it's actually for your own benefit, just like me when I was working in sales, if you can start to shape the conversation to say the government wants to invest in green energy, the government wants to invest in new education opportunities. What they're trying to do is say that this is for you to sell this to you, but what you don't know is they're actually just trying to get you to buy into something for their own benefit. I think it's important. Yeah, yeah, and if you don't think... Uh, like with this green energy and like the infrastructure plan, if you don't instantly see this as what it is, which is just like the next round of corporate bailouts and welfare, then I like, I don't know what to, what to tell you, but um, that's what it is. Like it's, it, it's just going to go exactly to the people who just got bailed out, quote bailed out with the stimulus, uh, you know, bills and everything just like with a greener tent, and uh Ryan, describe corporate welfare for oh it's when for, you bill- know our, our conservative friends who uh <laughs> yeah yeah uh also well, liberal friends because they don't seem to understand either uh or <gasps> know, status but, friends um I, we, status friends i don't have those um <laughs> they're status got it just wanted to make sure we, they, that we knew who were, you were know, uh, hey, yeah if you're but. not if you're not an anarchist you're a status <laughs> just by the way just just by the way quick quick aside if you're not an anarchist you're a status because it's the only objective line to draw but anyways by definition by definition or like by definition you could make an argument but like the only objective like it's a subjective definition so the only objective line to draw is anarchist status which kind of like renders it a little bit meaningless but like whatever um i I mean i I don't get how it could ever be subjective if you're pro-government status or or, but it, it it, Even if you're pro the most minimum government ever, status. But it, it says, yeah, it, like the definition is something to the effect of somebody who like advocates for significant um, like government control and society and like the economy. And like when arguing with a individual, I, I had said like, I would argue like taxation by its very nature is like a significant. 100%. Like you know, intrusion on the economy and society, like it subverts the natural order of production so that like producers subsidize the non-producers. Hey, let me um just for one second, Wikipedia offers the definition in political science, statism is the doctrine that the political authority of the state is legitimate to some degree, meaning to any degree at all. Statism. Yeah, ba- basically. So like the only line to draw is anarchist statist. And like, Absolutely. that's about it. And I and, think like, that's pretty objective. And I, like, I really don't see another way around. That's fine. Like, just because you're a statist doesn't mean you're like an enemy of liberty. Like, ah, if you're you if know. you're like a Ron kind Paul of. libertarian, then like you're not an enemy to li- like you're not as far as like a Rothbard or, or whatever. But like, whatever. I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take closer to my end and ignore the left half of the Except spectrum. That it that this is how we got here. There were plenty of people that were libertarians I, that were like, "Oh, fine." Let let me Lock tell me you, down. I agree. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, so screw them. We're not even gonna give them that, right? You're, you're gonna throw away Ron Paul like that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Ron Paul was on point. It's all the people that claim to be Ron Paul followers that were talking this other jargon. Then they weren't Ron Paul. Fo- okay, exactly. but whatever. Um, they yeah, think this is the this they, is a classic libertarian conversation. They where it's think like they some follow, libertarians are not libertarian enough. They think they're and like, Ron I'm Paul not, followers because they click the follow button on Instagram or Twitter, but they are. I not. mean, fair. That's kind and, of like in uh, Revelation. What is it? 
933 or something where it's like they call themselves Jews, but they are not that. I mean, I'm not a person who's like very, uh, I don't purity test libertarianism unless it's like somebody's calling themselves a libertarian, but like supports war or something. Then it's like, oh, and then no, you're not. But if like you're in the direction generally, like what, whatever, I don't care. I'm not one of those people. Just let's stop killing people. Um, Anyways, corporate welfare, to circle back, I'm surprised that I even remembered Revelation what, what, uh, what uh, uh, we were talking about. Corporate welfare is essentially when a business makes um, investments maybe that are going bad or just like in bed with the government and you know, lobbyists, etc. Hose. Et um, <laughs> and and <laughs> when things go, it, either when things go sour or when things are Ooh. like very good and prosperous so that like people won't notice necessarily being shafted because things are generally good um shafted think, and sour think early 20s and early 2000s pre-great depression and pre-2008 um then the government will just either take money from you or print money out of nothing or uh borrow from your children uh to then just give to millionaires and billionaires yeah. uh for sucking at business so mm-hmm. like this alone negates the idea that, um that we like we live in some laissez-faire i saw another article uh by it was some stupid magazine maybe like jacobin or something and it was complaining about like the randian as like ayn rand influence in american politics and that's where all of our problems come from it's like the early champion of laissez-faire capitalism is not like who's been a leading figurehead in political thought for the last 40 years. Like, I, I just don't buy it when Keynes came on the scene and he was the most popular economist in the world in like six months. And he's not even an economist. First owner of <laughs> Epstein's Island. Uh, basically real good at raping Egyptian boys, but yeah. you know, um, what are, and also Marx was a, a massive racist. So you know, lefties pick, pick better people. I want to just like make one interjection. For the sake of plot exercise. Oh, do it. I'm I'm done. <laughs> for being the contrarian. Exactly. Yes, Satan worshiper. Yep. Uh the the challenger for the biblical nuts. The so what's interesting about that is that you could almost make the argument that since they understood that the government had that loophole and that they could use the government against other corporations, it's almost as though they used that aspect of the market to a better degree than their competition. I just think and that's like, kind of funny. I don't necessarily so the government, what the government did was not fair, obviously. But the fact that Look, another person was able to use that to their advantage, I almost I, respect it. I, yeah, I, I want to word this carefully, just like, so hear what I'm saying and not what I'm not, you know? I, under, I understand big corporations taking government handouts when it's like, it's oh, my, my option is to take it or to not. Or we all, we I, all either the that. Bill. We yeah. all took, I was going to say, we all took the yeah. stimulus checks. Exactly. I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Destroying the wait, economy. Wait, 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 real, real fast, real fast, real fast. In, de- in defense of Buy us, to me, to me, <laughs> accepting that stimulus bill was reclaiming stolen property. Except but, that you have to pay it back with interest. Yes. So you got... Uh, Stolen from. <laughs> Still shafted. Yeah, yeah. But like, when the option is either take it or don't, or if I don't take it, my competition will. I can understand. It's, it's, that, one. it's that last. Uh, it, like, I can understand where people would lean to doing it. So, like, my problem still primarily falls on. I'm not like cleansing the companies of responsibility or guilt or anything, but I can understand where they come from. And I still think the you know, the brunt of the blame falls directly on the state and the Fed. Well, actually, I would, <laughs> essentially. I would go so far as to say that the consumer is to blame because it's because of the ignorance of the consumer know. that they get away with it. If you had a I, more no. intelligent consumer, for example, they wouldn't get vaccines. They'd be so, like, so this is let, a let me, let me and they just bounce back. It. Then they would have done all their R&D for this mRNA um, experimental gene therapy. They would have lost all that money and they wouldn't be able to do it again. Let, let me push back on that because uh, like, these government handouts, agree. or, or th- maybe if I take the vaccine part of it out of that, because this is a very like special and unique version of like this sort of thing. Um, these government special handouts and, and s- subsidies. Say that again, sorry. Special and unique is offensive. <laughs> um, so, like it, it, normally, these government subsidies, handouts, the lobbyist power, like the regu- uh, regulatory capture, and everything, is. Yeah 
what allows these businesses to either stifle their competition from like even opening or to keep their prices super low and obviously the consumer who is being shafted by the government uh day in and day out is going to have to go to the people with the lowest prices and the best product so that could have never happened sans you know corporate welfare so i i don't necessarily blame the consumer for having to go to their best option which just happens to be the people who keep getting bailed out it's kind of the same deal with just as a counter um all this green new deal junk and for example electric cars electric cars and especially like when hybrid cars came out like prius and all that mm-hmm. that technically there's more greenhouse gas that's uh expended during the creation of the car uh, generating the electricity for their recharging and the batteries than if you were had just gotten a combustion engine if the yeah it's very similar had half a brain cell that would have never entered the market and taken off. But they buy into the nonsense because you've got influencers and Cardi B uh, or, interviewing Biden and people go along with it. They're like, oh, this is great. WAP is on board with Biden. I've got a WAP. Therefore, I vote for Biden. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, my like, gosh. I, I that think was if, the most uh, PG R-rated thing you've ever said on the show. I, I think I've if uh, WAP. <laughs> And, and like even on that, I don't think. I mean, like if the consumer buys it because they think they're doing the world a favor, then like yeah, they're retarded. Um, but like the claims that oh, if you buy this thirty thousand dollar car instead of this other thirty thousand dollar car, you will save X amount of dollars on gas. Well, the Prius like, is actually much more. Or I'm saying like Tesla versus like a Camry or something. Oh, you get the lower rung Tesla, man. That's some fiat. <laughs> yes uh <laughs> yeah anybody who doesn't buy an actual what is it model s is like like that the little one i'm like oh you got the you got the common man's tesla you should get a moped at that point come on you know, save the environment guys <laughs> uh like if no, lamborghini yo, came out with a budget this is, model this is what's great so like part of tesla's success is what pushes a spacex to like get its notoriety you know how much pollution they've gotten by blowing up rockets left and right? Yeah, yeah, right. Get out of here. <laughs> like, it's completely negated. Uh, oh, he's together. on Saturday Night Live, though. That means he's good. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, these, these consumers, at the end of the day, what, are they, what is it that they say about, like, They're rulers, stupid. That the, the constituency deserves who they elect? Like, I yeah. feel like that's where we're at. And the same deal with the free market. The, the baddies, the globalists, have dumbed down people through public education so much that they are excited. They are happy to take this gene therapy without even looking into what it might do, what the repercussions are. And even when they do, they'll still lecture you. Cause like I've seen on Twitter, oh, like dozens and hundreds of people who are like, I know like the, what was it? AstraZeneca and J and J had blood clot problems for like a handful of people, but you should still get it regardless. And it's like, Oh, oh, well, oh yeah. You end up They're- like that lady from that lady from what was it? Norway. And she was like, I'd be happy to die yeah. from this vaccine if it means that. And I'm like, I, I didn't say, see that. You oh, yeah, didn't yeah. see it's that? Bananas, no, I didn't. Dude. I would bet money she never took it. I would bet money. Uh, I mean, like, I take your word for like what happened. but like, Just as an example, it's insane. like the, one of the... Might be good for the show notes, though. It's if potentially. We ever, if we ever put things in the show notes. I know. We should, put these three, we should put these $160 shoes from uh, Fear of God in the show notes. <laughs> That'll... Yeah, well, that'll make the church like us a whole lot, and then we can get on there and talk about how it's humble we right. are for selling plain T-shirts for three hundred dollars. Yep, I'm not yep. anti-consumerism necessarily, but if you buy a three hundred dollar blank black T-shirt, I hope you die in a fire. Oh. <laughs> um, yep. You heard Give it to church a hundred and fifty dollars. Like buy a hundred fifty dollar black T-shirt. That other hundred fifty could like change a person's life, and you're gonna buy it on yo, a blank yo, black the, T-shirt. The, the leather jackets that I see at church, and we have a tent city. Like, ah. I am really glad that I like. I used to really, and I still do a little bit. I, like I'm nervous about turning thirty. Why? But because man, like thirty was old and fat when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, man. There would be like good looking people who once they crested like 28, 29 and started having kids and, you know, promulgating. Well, and turning you, 30, said, you said some they just got fat and boring. There. You know what I'm saying? You like, mean where they I'm gave up on to, life? I mean, that's what it seemed like there. And then they were saying that their life has never been better. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and you've never hell been, yeah. And 96 percent of Americans lie every day. So I would take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I'm like, you've never been less. Healthy, I'm so happy. Less sleep. And it's just like Xanax. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, 
but now like I'm chug that to box wine towards my 30s with like some <laughs> box wine dude <laughs> what is it because uh, uh oh, man. you guys freaking suck i don't even know what i was gonna say anymore uh something about how you hate kids uh so anyway uh <laughs> I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> That's an inside joke. Um, it's not an inside joke. It's just a fact. I don't like children Oh, at well, all. Yeah, there it is. I um, do like children in short spurts. Like, if you have children, in short I'll shirts. hang out with your children for, like, a couple of minutes. <laughs> I don't know what Henry said, but I'm sure it was vulgar. <laughs> it's very modern. Uh, very Catholic church. <sighs> or Lord. very public school. Oh. That's actually, like, that's actually also true. Yeah, eight times as many kids yep. get abused in public schools than Catholic church. I th- actually think it's more than that. I went on an Instagram tirade the other, or like last year, it was, it's probably been at this point. And like, I, f- I finally did the research and so many kids are abused in public schools versus the Catholic church. So like, that's fun, right? The As an example of how the consumer, I think, dictates the market more than we should, like we should give more credence to that. Because if they, I mean, I like, I'm not against that idea. Like Mises has this idea of consumer sovereignty. Like I'm 100% on board with that idea. I just think they're the consumer is put in a economic position so that they are kind of like cajoled into choosing a like a preferred like to the state preferred actor. But also propagandized to believe that this is the free market when it's not. Yeah. yeah. Oh like yeah. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't necessarily place that 100% on the consumer when like it's a third party doing the propagandizing if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but like if they weren't lazy, they would totally And I I'm not saying I take 100% responsibility off. I'm just saying like not all of it or not even most of it to me. Um and the only reason why I push back is because if and I I don't want to sound too crude, but if cuz I understand life is hard, you have kids, you have a job and you have all these other things that you know, take care of. And it really takes up too much energy to constantly hold everybody else accountable. But at the end of the day, that's what the baddies are taking advantage of. And that's how oh, they take yeah. advantage of you. So that's why at the end of the day, I still think it is the consumer that bears the brunt of blame because if they were a little bit more vigilant. Or I, so I guess there would be two types. I mean, like if we're talking about the poor family that has to like buy the apple from Walmart instead of like Whole Foods or like some farmer's market or something that's like more expensive, maybe then like, oh, by the I, way, farmer's markets are mad cheap. If people just would or, drive back so, for 30 minutes to go there. Or, but like it picks some like organic thing where it would be like way more expensive. Like if it's in that by sort the of situation, way, if people were buying apples, we wouldn't have this COVID problem. You're I'm probably right. Saying. You're probably right. Uh, <laughs> But like there, there is like the other set. So I guess it's a spectrum of um, like most things with you know libertarian politics. It's a spectrum. Um, uh. <laughs> autism. Um, you have like the one side of like the desperate people who are put in these desperate situations, like with help from you know state interventions, who like need to go to their you know preferred cronies to live even. And then on the other side, it is the people who are like you know buying Teslas who are subsidized by all of this like bailout money because they're like, Oh, I want to save the planet. I'm too lazy to do my own research to see. It's like equally as harmful. They don't even want to save the planet. They just want to brag about it to their friends so that their friends don't pressure them into feeling like baddies. Yeah, exactly. None of it's consistent. And that's kind of one of the things I was going to bring up that Ryan was kind of helping me through is like, it matters to me if, if my own view is inconsistent, Mm. it matters to me a lot. Yeah. It's what got me off the conservative train was when I started noticing that they were just a bunch of status. I like just just so much snowflakey as all the lefties and they just don't want to admit it because they like to own guns. You know what I'm saying? So like, like it, most people, as long as it works for them, um, they'll believe whatever. As long as it seems to validate their base, even if it's against whatever principles that they espoused, which brings me to the point that no one has principles. And I have no spouse. Well, espoused. Fair. Um, Yeah, and and that's why, uh, and I know I've mentioned it before, that's why I always argue uh, on the basis of utilitarianism and not necessarily from like a natural law or like you know, a consistency standpoint. Cause like if you, nobody cares if you're like, Oh, you know, like the homesteading principle starts with you because you're the first, uh, you know, occupant of your body. And then like your labor extension, like care. nobody, nobody cares I about care. that. But like, if you can say, Oh, if we ended the fed depressions wouldn't happen anymore and we'd all be richer. I care. And if you can like make that case, then everyone's going to be like, and then when you can go back and be like, and also it's just the moral right thing to do. 
at, like, then everyone's just like, oh shit, you, you know, like it. Do you know what makes me really upset though? I bet again they would be emotionally manipulated into being like, I'm not bad. How do I show I, everybody I'm not bad? I'm good. I, I wear a and, mask. And there's, there's an entire industry, like referring to the Fed specifically, like Keynes promised, like, oh, I found a way to end depressions and like keep unemployment, uh, like rock bottom. And for like 10 years, he was right, <laughs> you know? And, and 10 year like, he was right. And then like everything came crashing down. And, and so like, and now the mainstream, uh, you know, economic view is he either like really into that Keynesian Keynesianism or like some like mixed with modern modern monetary theory. So it's like there's an entire industry, you know, dedicated to making sure that anything like an Austrian or a Chicago school can say. Even Chicago's are are like kind of too left for Austrians, uh, <laughs> but like. There's an entire industry to make sure that none of the, their points ever get heard. And if they do get heard, it's like a straw man. And they always have specifically and like very selectively chosen data to make sure that anybody, any lay person would be like, oh, well, obviously the Austrians have no idea what they're talking about, even though they predicted the a financial crash for the last no 150 years. what an Austrian is. It's yeah. Point. Right. They don't know that there's different schools of economic thought. They just even think it's I'm still economics. This. You know, they just think like right. this is economic. And like to be fair, it is. Everyone else is just wrong though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, what's funny about the Austrian school is like the more you think about it again from that logical consistency standpoint, the utilitarianism obviously a natural outflow of its consistency. But yeah, it, and it's it, like it basically just is economics. Everyone else is trying to meander it to make it so that government or some other third party gets more power than the other. Whereas Austrian school is like people do stuff and they do it to make their lives better. Yeah. Okay. Including it's like, the globalists. But even yeah, like close the book, even the Chicago <laughs> school though, like Chicago school is like the home of the utilitarians. The Chicago school is the most homicide for sure. It, they're a killer. Uh, Not as much as the Baltimore school. But like they are, <laughs> but they are also like, they're like the second free market, the second most free market, like mainstream school, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, even they are just, like, covered in, like, calculus equations and whatever. And it's like, you know, we're talking about people making decisions, right? Yeah. I feel like it's, it's really like, difficult to write a conclusion for why somebody picks between two products. And, and like, Austrianism... This like box the, is shinier. Uh, yeah, like, the Austri Austrianism is based on the idea that humans act purposefully. And then, like, is an a priori kind of logical proof out from that. <laughs> And it, like uh, Walter Block says that um, every other school has physics envy instead of penis envy. Like they just <laughs> are, are mad at like the hard sciences, uh, you know, and not <laughs> be able to like, <laughs> uh, and are not <laughs> like able to uh, formulate, you know, exacts and objectives, uh, uh, you know, like the hard sciences are. So uh, social science is trying to become a hard science and it's just not going well. It can't. It just doesn't work that way. And I, you know, embrace it. People, yeah, and people it's don't like better. always make the quote-unquote logical, I guess, decision for when they purchase things because it's yeah. not about that. It's about what makes me happy right now. Yeah, the, yeah. The glorification of yeah, the glorification that you get or instant gratification you get from buying a three hundred dollars shirt. Like I just want it. I or mean, but like e even on that, there is like you know um, the idea of like well, time church, church time people preference. Yeah. People that love the poor. Yeah, even though yeah. like Jesus, like three hundred dollars shirts, right? Yeah, and want to give them to charity instead. Um, and the best gift that you could ever give your pastor, five hundred dollars shoes. Oh, and oh, that hit kind of home here at the church that I go to sometimes. Ow, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hit your horse to that wagon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, These it, are it's things that I encounter more than once a month. Man. You know, it's... it hits hard and shows how godly I am. White face. Anyway, Ryan, you're gonna make a. Point. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will not be. Uh, and then uh, pop up the conservative on the side of the screen. Imagine if the roles were reversed. Uh, <laughs> which is... That argument always makes me so mad because I'm like, number one, you're right. Number two, what a. <laughs> Number two, what a cuck. Like, oh, you're yeah, such a cuck. Yeah. If that's the first thing you can say is, can you imagine if Trump, like, 
put blackface on him was like, oh my god, this is shows how this is how I could get hurt by the police. It's like, oh my god, just shut up. Which just I think away. is like funny. It, it's a, that's a fair tactic away. to use against like other people who are bought into the system. Like if somebody's kind of getting skeptical and you're just like, imagine if Trump had done this and, and like watched it be like. Oh yeah, like it, it does it, reveal inconsistency. But like, and I do it, appreciate that. It, if you're it like make trying it any to more right or any more and wrong, then they shrug and it, continue. If you're trying to make this like the it's hill good. where you can like stick your flag in and be like, "Look, I'm just right about this issue." Imagine if the rolls were like, "Go die." <laughs> yeah, that's, it doesn't explain anything. <laughs> My favorite is when people try to argue and relate, but they can't relate. Oh, do you know what my actual I've least got favorite three is? Three black friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my, it's those people. My absolute least favorite is when Randians um, will be like, "Oh, well, it's a private company, bro." And, and like Moderna, it's a private company. Dude, it's like Facebook's oh a private my company. God, it, it, like yeah, and I'm criticizing it like you do in a market, right? So I'm welcome to. to the market, dog. That's actually, I think Tom Woods said this, and I thought it was pretty great. It's like that's why they have a complaint section. That's why you go and you complain. Yeah, and, and that's why boycotts are a thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, uh I, I've recently right, they aren't absolved of criticism just because they're a private company. Yeah, I, I've I've recently run into like uh, uh, a herd of Randians, and like Ayn Rand is a fascinating lady, <laughs> a herd but of but her her <laughs> fan base, <laughs> her her fan base is the most. I understand, like, Ayn Rand hated libertarians, but, like, everybody who reads Ayn Rand calls themselves a libertarian. Um, so I understand why people hate libertarians if they're actually talking to, like, Randians. Because, Jesus Christ, they're insufferable. Really? Why? Not gonna lie, I don't uh, know the difference. Uh, uh, well, Ryan would probably be better at this, but Randians are kind of, they, they share a lot of ideological um, dispositions with libertarians. Uh, they arrive at a lot of the same conclusions. Right, they arrive at a lot of the same, but I think they start in different places. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say that, like, libertarians kind of begin with the idea of liberty, whereas I think Randians begin with the idea that humans um, um, are, like, inherent. They, they require they require guidance, I guess. Um, um, not... No, so, like, the main difference, I think... Let me just think, also be fully, full disclosure. This is third-party information, because I have not yet read Rand. <laughs> oh, because she wrote fiction books? I'm actually... Yeah. Actually, she but wrote But with books. Libertarianism, I actually read some stuff, uh, so it's kind of... Uh, uh, she wrote uh, Atlas Shrugged, right? Like, so, fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but like she, she also... Harry Potter and deducing some sort of, like, theory. But she also, right? she also wrote, like, a textbook on objectivism and uh, essays on capitalism and, like... A, uh, so a prisoner a, a of treat- Azkaban, and, and a treatise on uh, objectivist art. Like she, she did both. I'm actually. <laughs> he literally is like, no. She wrote like, uh, <laughs> like theological like, ideas, and then you're like, prisoner of Azkaban, the, the, yeah. the golden goblet. She right? wrote the theses, a really thick one. Yeah, I'm actually going through my first Rand, Rand book now, uh, the Fountainhead, <laughs> and it's like, Rowling. it's okay. like a, it's a, it's a six and a half out of ten, I guess. But the um, the main difference is. Uh, the libertarians. Book about trans issues, right? What? The only issues that matter in this country. True. <laughs> uh, trans trans canceled. black women. Trans black women are the foundation of this country. No, you're canceled. I don't I'm, care. Um, I'm in. I'm in with the cool kids. I don't matter. Uh, like yeah, yeah. But the uh, oh he, yeah. The, by the way, you're a girl. He him. He him. The main difference. <laughs> I should offer that. I should unprovoked offer that information freely to make you comfortable. All one percent of you. What? Oh crap. I'm still learning. One percent. Before, before we wrestle, I'm a she/her. Oh, um, I I'm gonna like to win wrestle. this match. <laughs> I would like to wrestle a she/her when uh, she gets home. To circle back to that other point, though, I bet yeah, you uh, would. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the difference between <laughs> the difference so. <laughs> Fans of Rand are uh, uh, something called objectivists, which, are, which is kind of the idea that uh, man is the uh, main character in True. his life story <laughs> and that his happiness <laughs> should be the like, number one, number one objective. And then libertarians kind of base their ideas off of the idea of either natural law or non-aggression. And then, you know, she... 
she had a lot of beef with Murray Rothbard, and that's not like a where. A lot of beef. Yeah, that's not where she like started hating libertarians, but it definitely did not help. Um, so like Rand like talks a lot about like the virtue of selfishness, and like I kind of get what she was saying. Um, I I don't think I could articulate it very well. Um, Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Henry is like king of the cucks today. <laughs> he is not being kind at all. You're trying to make this well thought out, educated point and tell people the differences between libertarianism and Rand and every other word. You're like, so Rand thought, ha, and then <laughs> in the background, it's just like, Henry, shut up. So basically, Rand thinks that needs to be controlled. Libertarians think that you can do what you want. No, not, end, not even. Not even. Because like. she. That's not. She, no. she like believes in like. So I, I like I think Rand is retarded for this idea. She oh. she didn't believe. <laughs> she thought that the government should be so very 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 small, Hard but on. then also uh, believes that anarchism was stupid. But that also the small government should be funded off of voluntary taxes, which to me just sounds like a market. It sounds like she's just pulling stuff out of her, you know, stuff. And like I respect what she did for like the movement and whatever, but I also think she did some negative. So like it's a it's a mixed feeling um, between me and her. Uh, oh. But she's dead, rich, and famous. So like <laughs> whatever. Also, real the idea that she died on welfare is equally as retarded as the idea is voluntary taxation. Man, two hard R's. She show. sold three million copies of Atlas Shrugged, and the the myth is that she died broke on welfare. Like no. That's not at all what happened. She was reclaiming stolen property. It's not at all inconsistent. If you think that's fair, like, it's not. Sorry. And to be honest, like, I, I don't even fully understand how she came to those conclusions. I could read the book and waste some time, but it also just feels like. Yeah, it's 1,200 she just, pages. She just had some qualms. That's what it feels like. Uh, with libertarianism? No, no, just with life in general. And, like, this is how she thinks that you can come to grasp with it. But I would say, like, with libertarianism, it's just leave me alone. Literally, um, all it is. I mean, like she's like the the vibe of her conclusions is leave people alone so they can become the best version of themselves. So it's like it, 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 they so arrive it's like libertarianism plus doctor. It, it's like if if she's a worse Nietzsche, you know Nietzsche's idea of like the Ubermensch of like become the greatest person. Yeah, Nietzsche is wildly different, but you know, or like on that point specifically though, Ubermensch. I mean, oh, oh rabbit hole. <laughs> Einreich. Einführer. Um, uh, <laughs> Very different. Henry, you're so difficult today. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, so that, that's what I've got, I guess. All right, cool. Where uh, do you find these Randians? Do you find them in your Twitter? Yeah, and also um, Ma Malice and Yarn Brook, who's the head of the, or I guess the chairman Does of the Einreich. Does Malice Rand consider himself a Randian? No. No, 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 oh no, no, yeah, no, I was about no. to say but he, he's he's a massive Ayn Rand fan. Like even owns ah. a signed like her signed copy of the Fountainhead. Um, but like how he always described it was that she has all the right questions, but not all of the right answers, which I think is fair. Like listening to her and reading her, like I think it's fair. Um, but him and Yaron Brook, who's the chairman of the Ayn Rand Institute, were just on Lex Friedman, and they kind of got into it. So there's been like a lot of back and forth on my Twitter, which is mainly like Malice fans and like Austrian anarchists, basically, um, versus like the objectivists coming to call us stupid for being anarchists, where they believe in voluntary taxation to fund police forces, where we just believe in making it a company. Uh, so like, what's the difference, really? Um, yeah, so that's where they came from. That was very interesting, right? You're definitely the smartest out of the three of us. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No. So I actually landed on the conclusion very recently. Like I, I'm so stupid, and I've like figured a lot of this out, and it just makes me mad that it's like, how stupid is everybody else then, if they haven't figured out or like have figured out but decide to even just ignore it anyways? It, it's it's frustrating. That's the funniest thing to me about, you know, our bud is that we are three idiots with no sway in local or national that. elections. Three idiots. That He's not my <laughs> no bud. <sway. laughs> and and it's just like it's just like why why are people who believe that government is inherently bad? Why are we public enemy number 1 consuming your thoughts? Well, you know cuz it's saying? blasphemous. Like, 
Like it's their religion. Well, it's funny. They, they, they the identify. Statism. They identify themselves as the state. They genuinely believe that they're represented by these people. Therefore, if you go against it, they think that you're against them personally. Which, to be fair, I am. Ah, I mean, I, I know, just want that. Like, obje- like objectively, I'm not. In fact, I almost feel as like I'm for them. I am for the average citizen, and I, I really wish oh. that they could kind of get enlightened in that sense. Not in an Illuminati sense. No Freemasonry here, but in the sense of like. Oh. Like take advantage of like their individualism and that they're capable people and they can be smart and they can be successful. I think that's too hard. I think that's too hard because even for me, I've had to relinquish a lot of comfortability and acceptance from other people by going down the lines of thinking that I've gone down and reading the things that I've read. You know, is I, I don't have, I mean, outside of the three of you, I don't have a lot of political friends. I have conservatives who think that like, what I say sounds good sometimes and other times I'm just ripping them a new one because there's no value there. I have liberals who just think I'm a conservative because I rip them a new one all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just reduce my opinion down to, Oh, you must, you must be a Trump supporter or something. And I'm like, are you joking? Like I think Trump was one of the worst presidents we've ever had of all time and expanded Man, I the, think he was probably the, the power best, of but in our lifetime. Oh, I think he was awful. He signed so many executive orders and paved the way after Obama to sign even more Actually, executive orders for the with a president who's barely mentally there. So it's just like uh I think Trump was awful in every way shape and form. I just just because he was a little bit anti-establishment doesn't let him off the hook for me. For in our lifetime way, though. I think there's an argument uh, for our lifetime. It's it's uh, like a, a week there's one. There's probably but... an argument for our Granted, lifetime. Granted, it's a but, low bar. I mean, we're talking yeah, about it, saxophone playing adulterous <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, serial um, adulteress, by the way. And Everyone another mass Monica, murderer. They forget when he was children. governor, and having chicks shipped over to him while he was governor of Arkansas. And also the Epstein thing. Oh, and not to mention, yeah, he was flying to an island where, like, the whole purpose of the island was to bang underage chicks. Like, and yeah, and but the economy was, murderer, was great, and his father was a murderer. <laughs> so you know, it's all a relative spectrum. That's I just wanted to point that out. They're all bad. Yeah, super. Uh, I shouldn't shout out other podcasts on our podcast, but I'm going to do, do it. it. There's a show called Slow Burn that's written by a bunch of liberal cucks, but it's super, super good. Um, and they actually are getting ready to do an episode or a whole season on how Bush lied us in the Iraq. And I'm very excited to listen to it. It's a very well done podcast. Um, but it, it kind of reminds me, it's the same thing with Trump with me as like, People that are like, oh, yeah, Governor DeSantos in Florida. Like, it's so great that we're opening up the state and everything's great. And I'm like, well, I mean, he closed if you're going to take, take the paleo approach, like, it is great that he's signing these executive orders that are going to make it so they can't, like, just run your life just because there's a germ out in the air. But with that being said, the executive orders he shouldn't be using because if you're ruling by executive order, that's un-American and is probably against your state constitution. I know for sure it is in every state constitution that I'm familiar with, like Texas, uh, North Carolina, Maryland. Um, he did shut down the state for some amount of time. So even though he's opening it back up now and making it so they can't do it again, he was no better than Gavin Newsom or Cuomo before him uh, just a couple of months ago. And so, to like, be yes, it's, it's exciting that he's opening it up, but like, this is not how America runs, as he should have never been able to shut it down in the first place. And an executive order that should not be legal for him to enact shouldn't be the, the protection by which that now they can't do it again. So it's just like you, this is where like I have no friends. So, like, <laughs> just like for the record, while everything that you just said is 100 percent accurate. Why, then now you can stop talking. Why right. I think anyway, it's a, why point. it's important. <laughs> why it's important, though, to like show support for somebody like DeSantis, because. You can clearly see like there's a shift in the narrative and you have to support that, I think, mm-hmm. because it takes for that's whatever paleo reason, approach people have to they learn from their mistakes. And that's great. Granted, they shouldn't have made that mistake in the first place. Um, but for whatever reason, this is the human nature of it. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I celebrate that, that at the very least you learn as opposed and, to you could have gone a completely different trajectory and just doubled down on the craziness. And I, I tend to agree with Henry um, on this more uh because it's like okay well when people do good stuff like even if they did bad stuff first like celebrate the hell out of that so then the next guy knows like oh this good stuff is what i should do like and also the, to jake's point we should have raised hell when they first tried to do it but we were yeah. as scared and i'll be the first one to admit when i first read about the covid thing coming from overseas i was legitimately terrified yeah because so- the, oh, sorry. Like contagions, like that is a civilization ending event. But yeah. it took two weeks to realize that is not what this is. And like, you know, 
government keeps crying what of a government and corporate press like amalgamation keeps crying wolf but like the thing about the story is that eventually there actually is a wolf and like i I, I was like well yes but like i was (laughs) i was also afraid of covid because i got some health things going on like you know and they were talking about a six percent death rate and it's like jesus christ like people forget that they said it was a six percent that's worse than ebola they said it was going to be 2.4 million people dead in the first, like by the end of the, the year, 2020, of or somebody said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then they yeah. came out with Compared another with college of England, uh, another study, and it like it was as wrong <laughs> with the second wave or whatever. You know, so like with those numbers coming out, like I was scared. You know, I was like, 100%. I don't want to, I don't want to be one of these people. So like, it's not like I, I will give people the benefit of the doubt for the first two weeks of this thing. And like, I think DeSantis did a solid job of like as soon as we realized, oh, this isn't at all what it was sold as, because he's not a doc. Like, you know, at what's he, he's he's working with the best information he had, and then when he got better information, he was like, all right, let's open this up. Plus, federal pressure, pharma pressure. Yeah, yeah, and like all the you above. Know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I would have rather them never shut down to be, but like. One of the Praise best, the, the good way, ones. So you know, everybody knows so that they all turned into North that. Carolina at this point. It was so disheartening to watch Dan Forrest debate against uh, Cooper because it was almost as though like there's like a celebration for everything Cooper was saying of like we need to be careful and follow the science. And Dan Forrest is like, yeah, we're literally not doing that. Yeah. And everything that Dan Forrest said about protecting the vulnerable and everybody else goes and does their daily life thing, you eventually get herd immunity, and that's the best you can do turned out to be true we're still stuck with ccp for uh cooper over here can we talk about real fast that new york times article that said uh, essentially like oh we might actually not ever reach herd immunity oh yeah oh fun okay like they've been changing the goalposts on that throughout the week actually if you keep it up with the news yeah like it started at like oh maybe 40 percent like and this is like months ago oh maybe 40 percent originally it was like 70 the like the the doomster said seven yeah and then it like this is back in like march of 2020 yeah and then it dropped like a lot i heard, i saw some people saying like 35 to 45 percent and it was like okay and, and then like then fauci was like yeah i know i had originally said 60 but like that was just not freak people out now it's back up to 70 then the next week he said 80 as soon as the closest science that we yeah. have we're following the data and, and and now there's this new york times article that's saying like it just might be a thing that's here, which is like something I've been thinking for a while. But and there's uh, a Hopkins guy that said that it, we would have herd immunity by April. Yeah, ah, ah. it's not April anymore. So what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Not to mention the more graphs that you look at with coronavirus cases, which by the way, the measuring cases is so asinine to me. Um, but that's a digression. Uh, DeSantis opened the state. Uh, mid September, I think it was. Was it that late? Yeah, yeah, Dang. he was pretty late, man. He, I think the first, I think the earliest was actually Georgia, as far as like lifting Georgia. restrictions. Um, and some lady, I'd have to Google it, but said it was going to be an experiment in human life. It was oh Washington, yeah, yeah, Washington yeah, yeah, Post, yeah. I think. Yeah, body bags lying in the streets, yeah. and then when it didn't happen, they were just like, Shh. let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> um, but anyway, the the graphs globally actually kind of look all the same. Where 100%. you had you had a spike in July, going from June to July. That's when North Carolina finally shut down. Was in June, I believe, uh, or was it May? One of those. Um, and then everybody started dipping down in September, and everyone was like, "See, masks are working. You have to slow the spread." Then you had some states that were opening up. That's my Governor Cooper impression, by the way. I'm a cuck. That's might cry at any moment. <laughs> um, that's how he talks. But like, so anyway, so then you've got uh, the cases start dipping around September. And then you had some, the cases starting to increase right around October. This is when anybody who didn't have a mass mandate did a mass mandate. Anyone who didn't have the strictest restrictions made them more strict. Cooper, for example, started making restrictions like as far as bars, bar hours and things like that more strict around this time. Then everybody globally, by the way, every chart that I've seen, like look at European countries, the whole shebang globally has an uptick leading going through September and into January. And then once you hit January, it starts going down. By the way, this graph looks exactly the same, roughly, 
for, and when I say roughly, I just mean that like some of the ups and downs squigglies are in different places, but otherwise pretty much everybody had a spike at the same time. Everybody started going down at right, the same like, time. Population density and all that. Regardless <laughs> of mask mandates, stay at home orders, restaurant capacity restrictions, whether or not people were allowed to go to bars, whether or not people were allowed to go to the movies, whether or not people were allowed to go to concerts, whether or not there were packed arenas or not, regardless. So Florida had the same graph as California, New York, uh, Name a state. Pretty much the graph looks the same, and they had zero restrictions. So mm-hmm. if you're telling me that I got to follow the freaking science, right? Yeah, and then throw it back which to that like, CDC the way that study. Said, they imply that the science is what the government does, which the government absolutely has not been following the science. There not is a science out there, but it's just not mainstream narrative. What is, quote unquote, the science? But what were you going to say, Ryan? I was going to say, like, throw it back to the CDC study that shows that 100 days after mask mandates were imposed, it only was correlated to a 1.8% decrease Indoor in... Indoor dining, specifically. No, that, that was the second part of it, but mask mandates also, just generally. Yeah, the mask mandates specifically correlated to a 1.8% uh, decrease. And, and, uh, and if, right? if I remember spread. correctly, that, that study was... Uh, mask mandates in an indoor dining um, environment. I think it was What's, two separate things. Which is well, hilarious. Either way, it, I, it doesn't make any sense. Check the show notes. Well, hey, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, look that up real quick. I wish we had a Jamie. <laughs> Ryan's our Jamie. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> the, the funniest thing, though, about that study, from what I recall, is that how in the world can you use that as any kind of a study environment yeah it was it was mask mandates generally i don't believe you and then the next paragraph is (laughs) also this is how like uh uh indoor dining bans it was correlated with this percentage yeah mask mandates. can you can you uh copy and paste that please into the zoom notes into our chat uh i'm on my other computer but i can email it to you (laughs) do it And if you just control F, uh, you know, 1.8, you'll find it. I don't control F. I'm a Christian. So the other thing that I think is funny about that study <laughs> is that when you, as far as like indoor dining goes, like you have to take the mask off at some point to consume the food. At the place where people are sitting for 45 minutes to consume the food. I literally just went to pick up tacos and I put a mask on and walked through a room full of people not wearing masks. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I took my mask off. Yeah, for real. All right. Like it was a packed room of people there for Cinco de Mayo. So it's just like, this is so stupid. So association of state issued mask mandates and allowing on-premise restaurant dining county level COVID. Okay. And then two paragraphs above where it says discussion. Is where it has the uh, the mask mandate. Jake, I emailed it to you as well. Thank you. I'll read it out loud. During March 1 to December 31, 2020, state-issued mask mandates applied in 2,313, 73.6% of the 3142 U.S. counties. Mask mandates were associated with a 0.5% percentage point decrease in daily daily COVID-19 case growth rates 1 to 20 days after implementation in decreases of 1.1, 1.5, 1.7, and 1.8 percentage points 21 to 40 41 to 60, 61 to 80, and 81 to 100 days, respectively, after implementation. So that says one point eight, uh, 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 decrease of 1.8 percentage points uh, of case growth 100 days, or I guess 81 to 100 days after a mask mandate implemented in approximately 74% of U.S. counties. When you look, but like under discussion, it specifically says um, mask mandates were associated with statistically significant decrease in counter level daily COVID 19 case and death gross rates within 28 days of implementation, allowing on premise restaurants dining with association with increases of counter level death growth rates. So, after reopening, so yeah, again, they're, they're saying the st- mandates and prohibiting on premise dining. Yeah, they're studying them separately. But the but their conclusion this is a detail that does not matter. Yeah, the bottom I mean, it line, matters a little it, bit. I, I don't think it does. Oh, well. It, like it's completely uninteresting to me, and so it's just like I'm, just <laughs> mo- I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on because for the listener too, like it's so autistic, it just doesn't matter. The bottom line is like the graphs all look exactly the same. Like even with uh, increases, uh, uh, even with COVID. Wait, uh, real, North real Carolina, fast, just to twist the knife. Why would it, they have two separate paragraphs where it has one for mask ma- mandate effectiveness and one for 
close. Initially, initially when I was looking at this, the way that I understood it was they were specifically studying having having an implementation of mask mandates, and they're studying uh, indoor dining because they initially thought indoor dining was what was spreading the virus. That's how I. Oh, I think that might be a different it. one. I think there's one that also talks about that. Ah, uh, but not okay. this one. Got yeah, uh, I just right. need to twist the knife after he was making fun of me during the yeah. rant talk. <laughs> I will always make fun of you, Ryan. That's how you know I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so more stupid. mad you get at Henry, Ryan, the more the more Henry wants to be your friend. Oh, yeah, yeah right. It makes Henry happy. The more I fight back, the more docile he becomes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so spank me daddy oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh no no this is actually so, this is 100% a different uh, study that's cool January right. 6th uh, 2021 was when Governor Cooper reinstated the modified stay at home order it's also and the day our democracy came under assault by a bunch of QAnon <laughs> Trump weirdos oh yeah that's right that was the same. Yeah, worse uh, than 9-11 a guy wearing horns uh, walking in going you guys are some effing patriots man <laughs> hey bro you okay <laughs> for the most hey, bro, and then the, the capital police officer is like you know guys this is this is a sacred place you really ought to leave didn't he say something uh, to the effect of like this is a sacred place I'm and like, you guys need to put on masks the agent of the state like, I, I forget uh, um, and part? also for Last the uh, for the most armed country on the planet this was an oddly unarmed insurrection, especially was. when the FBI found zero arms well, from the day. You know, depending on who, where you get your news from. But anyway, January 6th, mo- moving on from that, because, you know, Trump's not the president anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, still January 6th. It. According to QAnon, he still is. You have to trust yeah. the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is true. <laughs> this is true. If you're into, if you believe that QAnon is a thing. Uh, so, uh, well, it is a thing. But uh, January 6th, new cases in uh north carolina 6385 uh were the cases that day and then if you go to florida so around 6000 just under 7 if you go to florida sorry i should have opened this in two tabs so i wouldn't have to type in a new state but you're saying you it, so fl- it's better i know it's better uh if you go to january 6th in florida they had 17000 new cases uh, so they had a lot more, right? And their peak was the same time, the same span of three days on the graph as North Carolina's. And what irks me is that then North Carolina is to say, oh, it's because we're the cases are going down because we had this mask order and we made it so that people could, you know, take off their mask and drink with their friends, but not after 10 p.m. Like they get to say that that worked when the same exact trajectory happened in Florida. I'm just over here trying to say that what causes cases to go down, dude, because my, it my doesn't favorite, seem to be masks. But when Fauci was asked this question, his answer was, well, uh, like, cause it was specifically about Texas. I think that he was asked about, he goes, well, in Texas, they have better behavior. Yeah. Oh, is that how COVID reacts? That's, that's not be- and like, behavior. Even that, that's not what I've heard from every left winger on the planet. Right. It, like the the narrative was, oh look at these reckless <laughs> idiots, you know, not wearing masks. And then Fauci's like, well, I guess they're just wearing more masks. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't think that's what's happening, dude. I love that Fauci gets to say I guess, and then all of his followers get to call it science. That's so asinine. Yeah. Well, really it, a scientist said it. Yeah. A doctor who has that, definitely seen a patient in the last forty years definitely just said that. Literally November through December, a everyone scientist had a who likes to hold his hand inside of his coat. Dude, there was a. Uh, one day I was talking to my mom, like at the beginning of this code. I know thing. the, whoops, Wesley. Ah! I know that Gray. <laughs> I know that Gray is listening to this, and he's like, ah, 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 ah. I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> uh, I, I remember talking to my mom about COVID, and then her saying, "You know, I like this Fauci guy," and it was like at the very, very beginning. Oh. And then like I had never even heard of him because I wasn't watching mainstream news or anything, and I, like this is kind of kind of wasn't on my radar necessarily and then like the next day everybody was just like Fauci's the man dude like he (laughs) botched AIDS like he's been in this game yeah yeah. a long time he's also like hella involved with these vaccine companies aren't isn't he I wouldn't be 
be surprised, but I can't back it up with a study or nothing like that. Yeah, me either. It's something I just heard, and I want to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what we do know is that a lot of the fact checkers that are out there are Mm. run by organizations and foundations that own a significant amount of stock in vaccines. That is pretty much verifiable fact at this point. Yeah. I've done... I've done the research, not just stayed in my hole of uh, Instagram I've got the and documents. Twitter. I've gone through the white papers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gorilla. I'm a gorilla. <laughs> but it, it gets really confusing, and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, that's our show for the day. Uh, Henry, don't make an intro. I think I will. I'll be quick. I'll make a quick one. No, 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 no. Let's just get it up. You sure? Hey! Yeah, we just talked about Cinco de Mayo. Let's just get it up. Hey! Uh, yeah. Uh, young so, boys. Ryan, Ryan, let's get this thing up. Let's get this thing up. We got to tell our listeners that we're still alive. Oh, I had other work to do, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it, this is a Zoom episode, so it'll get up there quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. All you have to do is edit out the last 10 seconds of the show where I said Gray's last name. Just yeah, put yeah. a little beep. Just put a little beep there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm going to set a reminder because I will forget. I love that our listeners are just listening to us talk shop right Remind now. Remind me okay with to it. edit Gray's last name. Hey, can I can I do like a quick minutes. intro? <laughs> hey, uh, Ryan, can I do like an intro and then you copy and paste it to the beginning and no. just compress it? No. Oh, come on, please. No. End the show. <laughs> <laughs> I have things uh, to follow do. <laughs> us, follow us on Instagram, uh, and also follow us on Twitter at the Lunch Boys Pod. At the Lunch Boys Pod, Lunch Boys Pod uh, is get. We've been posting a lot of dank memes lately. True. Uh, compliments of our friends that we follow. So uh, maybe give it a follow. Share our memes. Your friends might like them. Um, also, uh, give us your money because it would be really cool if. I mean, I just bought a brand new mic, cable, not a microphone, but a mic cable. So that my mic would not continue to cut in and out of the show. I just got new people. car tires. <laughs> <laughs> Still expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this time, you know, I actually just touched my mic cable and it didn't cut out. So thank you guys for helping us with that. That's really, really great. Um, we just want to make the show as good as possible and uh, also make it so that maybe Henry won't have to take on so many production jobs and then he can make more intros for us. Cause but I hate now, myself, so it's okay. uh also five stars on itunes helps other people to find the show four stars it's not a big deal we're just gonna put a warning label on the four stars letting you know that it might cause blood clots and you'll die and And then it still will be rated as a five star review boom because we put the warning label on there the one that you're not going to read because only the doctor's going to see the box sue us (laughs) if there are adverse effects of course not problem solved of course not. That's, that's so a real thing. Just about give it. a bunch of oh yeah, we didn't just, just give a bunch of pharmaceutical <laughs> companies a monopoly on customer acquisition, and then also give them impunity on any negative adverse reactions. We didn't do that. We knew that. It's fine. Nope. The government cares about you, baby. Come and see, come and see, baby. So I guess- <laughs> <laughs> I All right, guys. Uh, this has been the Lunch Boys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Don't sneeze on me. That's it for this edition of The Lunch Boys. Join us again next time as the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. Bye-bye now. Stay safe out there. There is a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. Wear a mask. Or do not. Who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it, comrades. See you in Gulag soon, yes? <laughs> you think I kid. I not kid. <laughs>